Hey Branches, it's Colin. We're on the third day of our reading through the Gospel of Mark for the season of Lent. Uh, We had Ash Wednesday just a couple of days ago, and we're following Jesus from the beginning of his ministry at his baptism through the synagogue where he just yesterday uh, cleansed a man of an unclean spirit, and now is discontinuing in his ministry. And today we're looking at a good concept to frame the rest of the Gospel with the messianic secret is what New Testament scholars call it. We're going to call it the open secret of who Jesus is, his identity. Yesterday we saw a man with an unclean spirit identify him. Uh, And then we're going to see how Jesus responds to that identification from other people going forward as he heals them. And so we're in Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 29. We're going to wrap up um, the rest of chapter 1 today and make our way into chapter 2 tomorrow. It's February 16th, and we're starting in Mark chapter 1. Verse 29, it says this, As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came back and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him in the morning while it was still very dark he got up and went out to a deserted place and there he prayed and simon and his companions hunted for him when they found him they said to him everyone is searching for you he answered let us go on to the neighboring town so that i may proclaim the message there also for that is what i came out to do And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogue and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him and kneeling. He said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose. Be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. Jesus heals Simon's mother-in-law. The the disciples kind of draw him into their their family space, and he he relieves her of the fever, and she began to serve them. So we see more people being added to Jesus's inner circle. But after he's done this, I mean, he's been preaching in the synagogue. He's been calling people to be his disciples. Uh, he's cleansed the man of an unclean spirit. It says that at sundown. They brought to him all who were sick and possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered, so he's just surrounded by all these people. And then in verse 35, it says, In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Uh, Eremos, E-R-E-M-O-S in, in English letters, is the word for a deserted place in the New Testament. And we'll see Jesus do this several times in Mark, but also other places in the Gospels where Jesus will go to a deserted place to pray, go off by himself. And it's really this rhythm over and over of Jesus' own spiritual life. Uh, he wasn't uh, prayerless or disciplineless, but Jesus would go out to the deserted place to pray, the Aramos to pray, the wilderness to pray. And it's just kind of like where we are now in the season of Lent, in the Aramos, in the deserted place, in reflecting and taking some time to do some inner work. And Jesus did the same thing. It's a comfort to me that uh, Jesus wasn't... Uh, 
you know, just spiritually adept without any practice, but that he was doing the spiritual disciplines, going out to the deserted place to refill his spiritual cup. And that's what we're doing in the season of Lent. We get two introductions to this messianic secret, what the the New Testament scholars call the messianic secret here. Uh, First, in in verse 34, he says he wouldn't let the demons speak because they knew him. He's trying to cover up who he is. And then in verse 44, uh, saying to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself. So don't tell anybody what happened to you, but just go show yourself. There's kind of a question about, is this reverse psychology? Did Jesus know that it wasn't going to work? Was he really trying to keep the guy quiet? Because it says, but he went out and began to proclaim it freely. He did the exact opposite of what Jesus had asked him to do. Um, so, so people would come to him, was it so they would be drawn to him instead of him having to go to them. What, what is Jesus' motivation in keeping his identity and who he is secret? We see another facet of Jesus's identity here that I think is really helpful. We have this kind of glowing, floating, you know, picture of Jesus. He doesn't leave behind footprints or something. He's kind of this um, hologram type presence to many of us uh, in in a spiritual way. But we see Jesus in verse 41 that he was moved with pity at this uh, leper. And Jesus had this kind of emotive response to the plight of this man. He's moved with pity and he says he chooses, he freely chooses to make this man clean. Jesus has authority, we've seen. Jesus goes out to the deserted place to pray and to prepare and to fill his spiritual cup. He's keeping the secret about his messianic identity, that he's the chosen one of God to come bring salvation and freedom to the world. But he's also moved with pity. We see elsewhere uh, the shortest verse in the New Testament that Jesus wept. Jesus is moved emotionally we kind of live in a society that kind of tamps down emotions, asks us not to show what we're feeling on the inside. And here, our rabbi, Jesus, this one with authority, authoritatively is moved with pity. There's a lot going on here in this last passage of the first chapter of Mark. And I hope that you found something you can hang on to in your own spiritual practice this week. And as we make our way to Sunday at the first Sunday of Lent, uh, Jesus is human. He's also divine. He's also moved with pity and needs to fill his spiritual cup and spiritual practices. He's also, for some reason, keeping his identity secret. But all the way, he's teaching with authority, healing people who are hurting, and drawing more people to himself to be his disciples. Wherever you are today and in the next few days, I hope you find one of these facets of Jesus compelling to you, comforting to you, and something that you can truly follow in this season of Lent. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.